coming up next on Chamber Amplified. Um, last year, we had nearly 2,200 hours of community service. I'm confident that there's actually a lot of that, uh, a lot of those hours that weren't tracked. And so it, it's very likely more than that, but people didn't just necessarily note it down <laughs> or tell us about it. Um, this year, we're well on pace to, to far surpass last year's number. And again, that's something that we're really, really proud of. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community, whether it be employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues, it's really anything that can be impacting your business. Our goal is to give people tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. And we also like to look at the history of the Finley business community by talking to some of our longer tenured Chamber of Commerce members, which we'll be doing today. So this week we're talking about First National Bank. The bank has a very rich history in the area, having started in Pandora a little more than a century ago. It's been expanded into the Finley area at about the turn of this century. Jen Vistano joins us to talk about what community banking looks like in 2023, how the organization continues to grow around the region, and their commitment to helping young people learn about financial literacy, as well as helping develop their entrepreneurial spirit. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can rate and review the show. It really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. I think one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast is learning more about Finlay business history and just how different banks came to be, different businesses came into town and how they evolved. Let's talk about First National Bank and how it got started in Finlay. Sure. Well, and it starts even long before Findlay. But I mean, when I think back to the bank, we're over 100 years old. Oh, wow. Um, we look at that as a great thing. Um, 1919 is when we actually started in Pandora. Um, and then it wasn't until 2001, actually, where we um, opened our first branch in Findlay and then later on in 2012. So quite a gap there. Um, but we have absolutely loved the Finley community. And when we think about our growth holistically over the past 100 plus years, it's really not because we're looking to grow. It's because we're looking to meet a need. And so any growth opportunity is looked at through the lens of how does this help a community? Are we going to be able to fill a void? Are we going to be able to meet a need that's not being met? And when we see there's an opportunity, that's when we go. Um, and we'll move into a new community. And Finley has been wonderful, embraced us and accepted us. And we truly appreciate uh, being a part of the fabric of Finley. Kind of moved into Finley at uh, bold times. I would write in 2001, you're talking about the tech bubble burst. And then in 2012, we're still dealing with the remnants of the 2008 uh, housing bubble burst. Uh, but you were able to forge ahead and, and then really forge strong relationships in the town. Absolutely. And I go back to mission. Our mission is really improving lives through community banking. It's not something that we just stick in a notebook somewhere that it hangs on the wall. It's how we live. And so when we're meeting with people in the community and talking about what we do and building relationships, we're very much about investing in the community, being involved in the community. Um, and oftentimes, again, when we go to a community, it's because they're saying what you have is different. What you have is something we need. Will you come and be a part of it? And so a lot of it's often a poll. Let's talk about the, the community banking aspect. What sets a community bank out or what, what makes it stand out? Sure. Great, great question there. Um, one I phrased of the it horribly, but I'm glad you followed it. So that's, that's good. <laughs> I, I completely I picked up what you were <laughs> dropping. 
No. So if you think of banking as a whole, bigger banks, by and large, what they'll do is they'll take in deposits, right? A customer is going to put money into their deposit account at the bank, maybe in a small community um, in you know, rural Northwest Ohio. And then oftentimes those deposit dollars are sent to larger communities, such as in Ohio, it might be a Columbus, a Cincinnati, a Toledo, um, bigger markets. With community banking, what sets us apart is a customer is going to deposit funds into, let's say, their local bank, like First National Bank in Findlay. And then we're going to loan that money back out to, let's say, a business in Findlay. That business in Findlay is then going to pay their employees who live in Findlay. And Mm -hmm. then that employee is going to go spend money in Findlay. And what we end up seeing is that $1 can circulate anywhere from five to seven times within its own community. And it's staying within the area versus taking in deposits from the community and then shipping them out, per se, um, to go to another larger community and city. It's very. It's a very interesting approach to banking. Is that what sort of drew you towards First National Bank? Um, absolutely. It was the community feel. It was the mission focused. Um, if I'm being totally honest, and I have told my professor this, I remember sitting in money and banking and thinking, I'm not so sure I ever really want to go into banking. It just did not feel <laughs> exciting at that time. Um But for me, the draw was really it's um, helping people, um, living through a mission, being able to know your neighbor, be able to understand what they need and then help them get the resources they need to be able to maybe start the business, buy their home, um, help their child get through college or whatever it might be. That's, I think, for all of us, our passion here is the community banking field where your neighbors helping neighbors, investing in the community, being involved and being able to give back. I have to imagine one of the biggest challenges of being a community bank is you want to have that local feel, but you also want to be able to provide those amenities that come with banking. They're just part and parcel with banking now with your mobile deposits and your online app and everything, your your, your mobile app, that type of thing. Uh, how much has that world changed since you first got into this? Oh, absolutely. It has changed dramatically. And that's where partnerships are really, really important for us. Um, excuse me, we'll see other maybe national or global banks talk about in the United States, for example, that they have, let's call it 14,000 ATMs Mm -hmm. across the United States. Well, we're a part of MoneyPass Network, um, which actually allows access to like 35,000 plus surcharge free ATM networks. And so a small community bank through their partnerships is really able to provide all of the same products and services is what you see through those larger or quote, bigger banks. Um, So it's the mobile apps, it's the online banking, all those services that everybody has come to know and respect. Um, As a community bank, we're able to offer them and proud to be able to do so. Still remember getting my first debit card when I was like 19 and thinking, this is awesome. I don't have to write checks anymore. And it's just crazy how far it's even gone from there now where We'll just take my phone and tap something and and uh, it's all taken care of at this point. Absolutely. The convenience and the security that comes yeah. along with things like that, which is absolutely amazing to know that we can have the technology, we can have it also be safe and secure and have peace of mind in the process. Yeah, it's something that people don't really even think twice about anymore, whereas uh, back in the early 2000s, putting your credit card on on the internet or into a computer somewhere seemed like the worst possible decision you could make. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, one of the things we talk about is um, banking is at its best when you don't have to think about it and finding ways for customers, folks in the community like you and myself, that we can do our banking and meet our everyday needs, but it, it's running in the background and we don't have to think mm -hmm. about it because we know that it's safe, it's secure, it's working as it's needed. I think one of the things that First National Bank is certainly known for in our area is community service. You'd be hard-pressed to go to uh, an event and not see somebody in a First National Bank shirt somewhere. Uh, I have to imagine that's part of the mission, but uh, obviously you can tell us people that are there aren't forced to do it. They love doing it, and that's been something that's been awesome to see. Uh, you've you've hit the nail on the head there. Uh, it's a part of our hiring process. We Every staff member has an expectation to participate in a set number of events throughout the year, but I can assure you every staff member blows that number of events out of the water because it's not something that they look at as a requirement. We're hiring individuals who are passionate about the communities that they live in, that want to give back, that want to help and be involved. Um, last year, we had nearly 2,200 hours of community service I'm confident that there's actually a lot of that, uh, a lot of those hours that weren't tracked. And so it, it's very likely more than that, but people didn't just necessarily note it down <laughs> or tell us about it. Um, this year, we're well on pace to to far surpass last year's number. And again, that's something that we're really, really proud of. United Way Days of Caring um, or a variety of different volunteer opportunities. We tell our staff members, you find what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And then figure out a way to give back and to volunteer. You don't have to, we don't want everybody to feel like they have to fit in the same lane or the same bucket. But if you're passionate about animals, go volunteer at a shelter, for example. Or if you're passionate about um, kids, volunteer in that arena. We've also had some staff members that were passionate about um painting nails. And so she would go to a nursing home and paint ladies' nails once a week because that was something that she loved doing. It was a way for her to be able to serve and help. So it's unique to every individual about what gets them excited and, and makes them feel alive and contributing to the community. You mentioned kids. I think one thing that really stands out that First National Bank does is uh, financial education. I'm getting out in the schools, teaching kids how to, to use the money, but also fostering entrepreneurship uh, in the program that you do with juniors uh, in high school every year. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes, the Junior Board of Directors program. I have had the privilege to be able to be a part of that program now since 2017 as well. It's really geared towards um, juniors in high school. We take juniors from each of the high schools within our, our local marketplace. They come and spend just a couple hours with us each month, but we walk them through the process of how to start a business. Um, things like should we be a partnership or an LLC? And it's mm -hmm. all fictitious, right? So it's a safe zone to be able to play and ask questions, but they come up with a product or a service, they choose a name, um, they end up developing a corporation. But then they, again, walk through additional decisions like, um, how do we choose the facility? Do we buy or rent or build a location? How do we hire employees? Um, how do we mass produce something? What are the impacts of that? And then um, we also take them then early on in the following year, usually around the March timeframe, we take them to Columbus mm -hmm. where they get to go on a visit of the state house and understand how a business owner is going to work with um, our elected representatives to impact change. And how do you have those discussions about what impacts my business? And then through that process, we also talk about financial literacy and education, personal financial management, all topics chosen by the students who say, I want to know the difference between a debit card and a credit card. Can you help me understand that? Or how do I set a budget? 
and what's realistic for me. And to watch the students grow and build relationships between students in different school districts, um, it's definitely a program that we're really proud to be able to host and thank the, the schools for their partnership with us. And I have to imagine that just doing something like that, you know, a lot of people have an idea. I'd like to start a business, but making it tangible and making it something that, oh, well, here are some of the steps makes it far more likely that they'll take that opportunity in the future to try their hand at being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And we've also had students say, maybe I don't want to own my own business, but I want to be a doctor. And it's important for me to understand Mm -hmm. what business decisions is somebody else going to be making and how does that impact me? So that's been neat to see eyes opened. Um, We've also had a few of our our, um, junior board of directors team members come and join us then later on, several years later as an intern working with the bank. So getting a taste of just, again, the bank's culture and our involvement in the community and saying, hey, I want to be a part of the bank in a bigger way uh, has been really neat to, again, build those relationships. Yeah, it's a really cool program. Encourage people who have uh, juniors in high school or will have juniors in high school within the next couple of years to check that out. Jenna, if people want to learn more about First National Bank, what's the best way to do that? Our website is the best way. It's E as in Edward, dash FNB, which is for firstnationalbank.com. There's certainly a variety of ways to reach us, but you'll find all the information on our programs there and a way to connect with any of our branches or staff members. Jen, thanks again for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having us, Doug. Thanks to Jen for joining us on this episode. If you haven't checked out their junior board program at First National Bank, it's definitely worth your time, especially if you have a teenager who's going to be a junior in high school. I've heard nothing but good things about that program and everything that they do. That'll do it for this week's episode. I hope you learned a little something about the Finley business community that maybe you didn't know before. If you have any ideas for topics that we should cover, just send me an email to djenkins at finleyhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on our website, you can always have every episode of Chamber Amplified delivered straight to your phone. Just search for us in your favorite podcast player. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Finlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. Thank you.